Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. My name is Melissa Boyd. I am a vibrational, intuitive medium and business strategist and your host for Spiritual Tools. So welcome if you're new to Spiritual Tools. Today is April 23rd, 2015. And I just want to tell um, new listeners about why Spiritual Tools was started. First of all, I want to remind everyone listening, either live or um, after uh, listening to this later, that we are all vibrational beings. You are a vibrational being having a physical experience. And there are so many tools out there that we can access on a regular basis to really enhance our lives. And so what I've done is I've put together shows and um, people to come on the shows, whether they be um, folks who are doing some really innovative pieces to authors to really talk about ways in which we can all raise our vibration and spiritual tools we can use in our own lives. I, um, I do, in, in addition to doing individual readings, which I do phone, Skype, and in person, I am located in Kennebunk, Maine, but wherever you have a phone or Skype, I can reach you, and I, I do work in several countries, and I love to do readings. It's something that I have a passion for. I've been doing since I was 13 years old. And you can visit me at my website to learn more about that at www.melissaboyd.net. And I encourage you to sign up for my Facebook page where I have um, daily insights and I also do I give some free things away, have special deals, and I also have a newsletter. If you're listening in New England, there are some upcoming events that I have I'd like to mention to you. So I am doing a vibrational spirit group gallery at River Tree Arts in Kennebunk, which is going to be held next Thursday, April 30th, from 6.30 to 8.30. And if you're interested in registering for this event, it's limited to 40 people. And I will be um, leading people through meditation, doing some um, vibrational alignments, and then also channeling um, folks who have crossed over from the spirit world to give you messages and although everyone will not receive a message, because I won't have time to read 40 people in two hours, but everyone will receive a soul gift bag, so a way to really open up your heart. And if you're interested in that, you can purchase tickets by calling 207-967-9120. And two other events, I, a couple two other events I want to mention is that I do something called vibrational yoga. So it's yoga and then opening up your energy, and then at the end I channel so I'm doing that at a few different places. I will be at Wicked Good Yoga in Wiscasset, Maine, um, June 6th or 7th. I'll be doing that um, two days, so you can sign up for the 6th or the 7th. And then I'll also be, again, which I'm so excited, I'll be at the Maine Yoga Fest in Portland, July 10th through the 12th. So those are the upcoming events that I have. And tonight, I have a really special treat for all of you. I'm so excited um, to bring on to the show Kimberly Purcell Shipman. And I'm just going to call her Kim because that's what I call her. (laughs) Um, I want to say a little bit about um, what she's going to be talking about tonight. Tonight's 
focus is the art of soulful writing. And for myself, I've always loved to write, and it's been a passion of mine. And I always saw myself writing books or writing a book. But the thing that stopped me is that I'm dyslexic. I'm actually dyslexic and dyscalculic. So I see numbers and letters backwards, and I have tons of typos with things. And just really, um, that really kind of stopped me. And I met Kim um, in a very serendipitous way, and she told me about this book, The Gift of Dyslexia, by Ron, Ronald Davis. And it really did change my life. And so if you're out there listening and you're a dyslexic or your family is a dyslexic or your kid is a dyslexic, please pick up this book. It's not just about um, dyslexia. It's really about connecting in with understanding how the dyslexic mind works. And the dyslexic mind is actually a very intuitive mind and looks at problems differently. So it's not just about the words. So um, when I met Kim, she um, really encouraged me to write. And so for the past almost, I would say, about nine months now, she has been my writing coach, and she's just so fabulous, and I'm just so excited to bring her on. But I want to tell you a little bit about Kim. So Kim is formerly a university creative writing and proficiency lecturer for the Department of English. Currently, she's a creative writing consultant for Our Story Matters Too and an advice blogger for OurStoryMattersToo.com. And the two is actually spelled is just the, the, the number two, and that's going to be on the website, and Kim will tell you more about that when she comes on. She also provides unique workshops on soulful writing, intuitive writing, and writing as a healing art. She teaches a beginner how to capture those first elusive sentiments and take a, a pro to new depths largely by using insights gained from her own inner spiritual journey to self-understanding. Insights that feature in her memoir, In Trauma, and in her guidebook, Your Soul on Paper, The Art of Soulful Writing. As a workshop leader, Kim leverages over 20 years of experience and a master's of literature to aid you in your writing endeavors, be it poetry, memoir, creative nonfiction, a novel, a screenplay, a short story, or even a story slam. Kim learned from the best in their fields, the script editors and writers from Shrek, Pirates of the Caribbean, Fight Club, and the author of the best-selling novel, Memoirs of a Geisha, Arthur Golden. So it is just an honor, Kim, to have you on the show. Welcome to Spiritual Tools. Thank you, Melissa. It's an honor to be here with you. And um, I so, love your shows, by the way. I've been enjoying oh, them thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, Kim, tell us tell us about yourself and and how you got into writing. Okay. Well, um, thinking back to your first class uh, on numbers when you were talking about uh, numbers and and the patterns. Well, I'm a clear solid five. Do you remember what you said about oh, five? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Lots so, of so adventure deep, energy. <laughs> Yeah, soulful growth exper- experiences are, are almost uh, a craving, and uh, they're usually finding me if I'm not finding them. So um, there's two constant themes that have been in my life, and that's been spirituality and writing. 
So, uh, and also travel. In 1999, I moved to Holland, the Netherlands, with my husband, my 10-month-old son, and my golden retriever. Uh, Ten years later, the the queen declared me divorced, and I I was going to move back home, and I guess divine intervention, uh, a professor that I had at the university, he asked me what I was doing for work, so I began lecturing in creative writing, which I know I made an impression on them because that's all I ever talked about. I wrote papers on it. I founded the, the university literary magazine at the at the at the university and coached some of the students. And not it wasn't in their first language. So so that is already a challenge right there. Wow. But uh and then yeah, I know. And then later uh, I well, actually, around the same time, I began uh, training with a New Age life coach and intuitive leader, uh, Rain Hachenar. He founded Univision, and three years later, after working with him, I earned an intuitive leadership mastery, which I've combined to create my workshops. They're founded on those two things: my experience uh, studying literature, first of all, and knowing what makes great literature, and second of all, uh, these these courses, what it is to be intuitive, what it is to trust yourself along this this process that we, we take as we write. Mm. And so that's yeah, and basically, I, in a nutshell, that's basically what I've been doing with the, the last 15 years. Wow, and, you know, I started thinking just, kind of hit me here, you know, we talk about writing versus creative writing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how would how would you define creative writing? Um, it's all about the inventiveness of the author. Um, how how we, creative writing is is it's self expression, uh, and it's it's the inventiveness, the way that the author wants to tell the story in the most dramatic contest. It's 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 creative expression at, at its highest form. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, I, I sit with a lot of different people and, um, you know, I'm always encouraging them to write and they kind of look at me like I have five heads, like, well, why yeah. would I write? Like, what? Like, what do you mean write? Like, I don't write. And so I think that, you know, there's so many ways, um, and in your experience, you know, with this using intuition and writing, how do you find, you know, what what do you work with people on with writing as a spiritual tool? So there's many ways uh, they can come to it. But as a spiritual tool, they can sit down um, and not it's it's not trance or anything like that. They can just sit in a peaceful place and you go to that meditative place where you can do that deep listening. And I always say, you know, writing is about deep listening. The story is going to tell you what it wants to be after you, you get some clear images which are very intuitive and it's like you said with this dyslexia. If you're dyslexic like we are, you think in images. So images pop, 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 and you can be quite disorienting. And it also gives us the feeling like we're viewing something from further away. But what I've learned is to tap into those 
those images, just like you're trying to capture your dreams the next day if you've ever tried to, which I actually suggest people to, to do as a, as a means to start this process. To, to, it's, it's the same sense. Try to try to capture your dreams. Try to write, write every detail of that pop-up that's coming into your head. It's coming into your head for a reason. Mm. Wow. That's... So, uh, yeah, as a spiritual tool, it's a little like channeling. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. And, you know, it's it's actually interesting you mentioned that because um, what I found for myself is when I'm sitting with um, when I'm sitting with people and I have a pen to a paper, I just start to write. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes my hand will write something or draw something that, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that um, is there. And um, I... I really think that doing automatic writing is mm-hmm. a very a very um very strong thing um to do. So what would you say about automatic writing? Well, automatic writing is is instinct at the highest level. It's as if you've been dropped in the woods in the middle of nowhere, which I have been, and told to find a certain location in the dark. You Every footstep would be like every shake of the every shake of the pen, um, but what I found when I do it myself, and I can't speak for you because I don't I don't have your extraordinary gift for for hearing or seeing uh, spirit. But what I do see is images, and that for me are th- those are the markers for me. Um, now, what I usually do do is I I don't go in blind, and I don't encourage people when they are starting a larger project. I do recommend some of these books on structure. Structure is actually all I learned because I lacked it so much in my in my writing. I could just write on and on and on. So you know, my BA dissertation was on original story structure, and my master's was also on uh, story structure. So it's all I looked at because. If first of all, if you know some of these story steps that happen within stories, which is which have been in myths for for they're in our psyche. They're and mm-hmm. and if you know some of these steps, then in these guideposts along the way, then the pop-ups come during while you're traveling. Then the then you go for you put your pen down. You go for a walk. You take a shower, you take a drive, and then boom, 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 it starts talking to you. And that's when you get back to it. And, and you, I always trust those insights. Um, I know that when you do a meditation for people, you, you sort of focus and you, you have the intention that anything that comes into that two-hour space is a message that is meant for that person. And even before they come, if you turn on the TV and you see something on TV, that probably has something to do with the person who's coming. Mm-hmm. It's that synchronized uh, way that the world works. Well, I think it's very similar with writing. When you have something uh, in your mind, there's the the unconscious is working on it, working on it, and, and it's bringing these pictures up from the depths. And, and these depths are beautiful and they're powerful like the, the places that our dreams come from. And I have tried sometimes, I just wrote a screenplay this summer and I tried so hard. Uh, John Truby is, is a, a, he writes the anatomy of story and it's all about structure. And I tried so hard and what I noticed is when I just let the images come, let the story speak to me, tell me what it was. 
then I had mm. the most original turn of events, things that would never have occurred to me on my own to start to occur. Characters became uh, f- characters that were friends became a little bit suspicious, and then all of a sudden that was the perfect thing to have done later on to make the story more dramatic and come together as a whole. So I always say trust trust these pop-ups when you're writing. You can, at the beginning of writing, say light a candle, like you do, uh, set the intention that um, in this time and space, what's going to come to me is meant to come to me. But within a structure, I always recommend that. That's beautiful, and I've never really heard it said like that, but I think that um, it is it is so important to know that, you know, I think that we live in this world, um, some of us, when we get caught up and we think we must know the outcome, and sometimes we mm-hmm. don't, and, and that's okay. No. And yeah. writing can be such a tool to doing that, to doing that, to doing that, mm-hmm. to really um, to help you through, like, a really hard time. And the whole dream journal thing you mentioned, too, what what I noticed for myself is if I don't put the the my dream journal under my pillow, if I step out of bed, I've lost my dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's kind of like I'll go so... Um, but that is that's a very powerful thing, and I feel like it can help people, especially when people are grieving, when they've lost people, and to really right. kind of let that come out of their bodies. Because, I mean, one of the yeah. things I think that you're kind of getting to as well is that so much of who we are is mm-hmm. potential. Exactly. It really is. And I, 100%, to get back to how I started writing, my first short story ever was called The Price of Freedom, and I wrote it uh, one year after my father died, and I was only 13 years old. And it was about a slave girl um, who witnesses her parents being tortured in front of her, and it's very dark. And it's my way of letting... It was my... Everyone... My mother was widowed, and there were five children, and everyone was grieving. And this was my way to to let it all out. But then what I later noticed was that my first instinct was to write a story about a girl who was a slave, but most stories are about that journey from slavery to freedom. Mm. It's, it's like an arch that we take, um, it, or a character who is nearly dead, not quite fooling their living their life, not living up to their potential. But by the end of the story, yes, they've they've achieved their potential. So it's a, it's often about these arches, they're called character arches, from, you know, shy to extroverted would just be too simplified, but that's the idea. And that's also why some of these uh, TV shows, these reality shows can get away without a script because they're basically putting the person in these situations that will cause this type of growth. Oh, wow. That is, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, there are a lot of stories, reality programs. Foil characters is another one. Throw a bunch of people with completely different backgrounds on an island and see what happens. (laughs) These are are foil. I want to, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy what's going to happen. And um, some of these things I do do in my workshop as well, which is so much fun uh, to see. I, I love being surprised by people. And and um, 
what we do is we, we look for blocks within each uh, of our students and we say, you know, what are some of your false presuppositions or your misconceptions that, that you might have? And um, what we do on top of that is sometimes I will pair people who are very not likely to talk to each other outside other circumstances and just see what happens. So two mm. things are going on. A person is um, looking at their false presupposition, which, and I always turn it around to, well, what if you had a character with that flaw? What if you had a character with that kind of block? Or what if that person with that kind of block was paired with this type of person? It's all about conflict. There's no story without conflict. So these are healing ways. These are ways to look at human nature and write characters that are more rich, more full, that come to life. So we're not watching uh, the plain old, you know, good guys wear white hats, bad guys wear black hats type of scenario. Wow. And I know that you've written a memoir and a couple of screenplays. Do they do they deal mm-hmm. with spirituality at all? Yes. Um, I, I have magical realism. If you had to say what was the one thing that characterized my writing, I would say my writing celebrates the imagination. And... Um, but so you can come to, especially there's two pieces. Um, you can come to Tuscan trauma, in which I have a near-death experience, to say uh, she had high fever, or she had. Uh, I did actually have a hallucinatory reaction to a mix of uh, antibiotics and steroids that did cause me to fully hallucinate four days, um, seeing things in front of me and patterns coming to life and acting out scenes in front of me while, you know, this, this. So you can say, you can always come to it and say, this is what happened. Maybe it was deceiver. Maybe it was this hallucinatory reaction. But when I wrote the story, I wrote the first draft, and I didn't even realize I time-slipped. What time-slipping is is when you just walk through a different setting that exists in this reality, and I would never have known it if I wasn't researching it like five years later and retraced all my steps and said, but wait a minute, at the beginning of the station in Florence, I clearly remember seeing this beautiful cathedral archway that I walk through, and it doesn't exist. It absolutely doesn't. Not only that, um, the whole way in which I got off the bus and landed in a certain area was completely not anything like what happened. And I went through it like three or four times because I videotaped it and I was speechless. I was like, but this isn't, how is this even possible that this happened? Oh, my God. So, yeah, so you can say um, that, yeah, it all has spirituality to it. Uh, And, of course, the near-death experience in and of itself was was uh, dealing with the spirituality at the highest level. Wow. That's, a, that's and I really think that, and, and do you feel like your writing took you there too? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it took me a while to write this. This, this experience happened uh, 10 years ago, and um, just because I was so sh- 
so uh, shaken up by it. The first thing I did do is go home and write just like, blah, everything that happened, like a maniac, and just typed, typed, typed like 10 or 15 pages that I later turned into um, over 200-word uh, novel. Mm. Yeah, and, and I've always had this... Um, I've always had all of these interested. The first screenplay I wrote was called A Thin Veil, and it was about um, what caught my attention. I was 20 years old. I was taking tarot lessons because I loved the idea of symbolism telling a story. I just, that fascinated me. And the woman was using the um, Lady Frida Harris deck that was a collaboration with a dark occultist, um, and I just thought, how did this lady and this notorious dark occultist get together? And what I locked onto, and you should always look for this when you get a story idea, is these foil characters, these absolute opposites. And so I just imagined how they came together to create this deck. Not only that, they claimed to have psychically influenced World War II. So I had this huge scope. Nazis you know, mm. the remote viewing, the spying, all of it. And then what I had to do is make it into uh, a fantasy because, or um, animate it in some places so that uh, you could suspend your reality enough to see, um, to, see to see like what was the astral plane, basically, what it would be like. Wow. And, you know, and I, you know, who knows, some of this really can happen, and I believe does happen behind the scenes in governments. And, you know, I know that there are yeah, people that, you know, <laughs> do this type of thing for the government. And um, and I know that um, you actually coach people for writing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so can you talk about what your favorite way to coach people is? Um, I, I, I think I, I mostly said it with the, I do love the hands-on, hands-on uh, experience mm-hmm. of just watching people interact and not knowing what they're going to do because that, that's what moves me, uh, just just seeing people come to grips with something and then they're later going to, they're going to write about it. But I also enjoy um, when when I coach someone, so not hands-on, but through, through the Skype or uh, just through the Internet, what I love to do is I take their reading and then I get, I, I actually put their uh, their name and I think what comes to me. So when I'm reading, I get these visual prompts or I'm walking around and I know it's for them something, an image, and I'll send it to them. I'll send them an image or a picture and I'll just say, well, just write about this. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll splice it in. Whatever they've sent me, I'll know where that needs. So... That this is a, an amazing way to fatten up a, a story. So the, if you think of the structure as the bones, we're putting more and more meat on it by, by coming up with these prompts. And, and you know, I will say for myself, Kim, and the coaching that you've done with me, it's been extraordinary because I really wanted to explain to people, what is quantum physics? What is this? What is this? Mm-hmm, and, you yeah. looked at me and, yeah. you, and you looked at me and you said, tell your stories. Tell yeah. your stories, yeah. and yeah. it really did um, play together. But it was something that I wasn't. I said, "Well, that's another book." But no, I mean, stories really. Yeah. I mean, everyone yeah. I think relates to a story. 
Exactly. And um, that's what I tell in the healing classes. I say, I make them say that, you know, you have a right to tell your story. You have a right to tell your story. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people think, no, but this and what will people... I say, well, write it with only you in the room. Just write it and then later deal with everybody else. Uh, it's it's a good way to to start or to come to terms to it. And other blocks I feel that people have, and I have them set as an intention, um, I'm an artist. I am an artist. And you wouldn't believe the stuff that comes up. Oh, that means lazy. That means this. That means that. You know, there's so mm. many things that, that have been conditioned into us uh, that we have to let go of. And I help with these exercises that I learned with Reen um, Hacknar and the, the fundamentalist uh, courses that he taught at Univision, uh, how to give it the attention it needs, these things, so that it doesn't work around you anymore. Give it the focus, and then you can release it. Yeah, and I think that whole thing, Relisa, is so important because... Yeah, exactly. You know, just writing yourself a letter and letting it go, you know, or burning it or letting it go, mm-hmm. getting it out of your body, because I believe that our cells hold on to, you know, mm-hmm. sadness or terror or happiness or whatever. And I know that um, that you've um, you've written these books. Do you have something you'd like to read for us? Or would you... Uh, or, yeah. or can I ask you if you'd like to? <laughs> Sure. Um, I have to pull it up on the computer. But what what I was also going to say, um, I think I was going to say something else about intention. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, setting these intentions and what happens when when you yourself uh, you you do so much work, Melissa, with releasing and. And you, you're coming at what I'm doing. I'm taking everything I'm doing, which is a lot more um, hands-on, uh, and, mm-hmm. and turning it into, well, what does this say about writing? And you're, you're saying, do this chant. And it really, it's, it's phenomenal. You have so much advice about releasing some of these, uh, you know, they say writer's block. You know, this is... Right, this is exactly. And I, and I think that, you know, in our cells, I think our cells hold on to memory and I know our cells hold on to memory and they hold on to vibration. And um, there's people that I sit with when there's, um, you know, a sudden death or, you know, a parent dies that, or someone dies that someone never got to confront and there's either so much anger or sadness or, you know, going through the grieving process. And I really work with people to say, you know, write down your story, write them a letter and, you know, and go do a ritual right. with it. Go to the favorite place and, you know, really um, help that to move forward because um, we we hold things in our bodies so tightly, you know, and we don't mm-hmm. breathe into our heart enough. And, um, you know, I find whenever I sit down and do automatic writing, my jaw will clench up and then I start to write and let things go and then <gasps> there's this huge release. You know, yeah. tongue and fire point, the tongue off the back of the roof of the mouth is important. Um, but also, I like what you said about burning the, this, the piece that you wrote, if you, if you need to release it in that way. Because there is something to writing it so it doesn't work, but then not to own it. Not, I always, 
I let go. I let go. Once I almost forget what I wrote. Like I'm going to read you a piece right mm. now, and I'm not okay, even sure what great. I'm going to say to tell you the truth. Okay, so, that's um, wonderful. I'm sure everyone can't wait to hear it. Okay. So this is about this, this to set the scene a bit, um, but not too much. I'm in Tuscany, and I've just been diagnosed with pneumonia, and I've taken uh, steroid and an antibiotic that has given me a hallucinatory side effect, but I don't know about it yet. I decided to go swimming, which is the dumbest thing in the world to do when you have pneumonia, but I just thought, you know, you give a baby a bath when it has a fever. That was my thinking. So this is where I begin. I dove and I emerged to see the clouds shift. At first I thought the cloud above shaped itself into a white drama mask, but there must have been more to it. Blank eyes captured me, drew them into me, and I became still and centered. The flightiness that had previously possessed me dissipated while watching the face. The elongated eyes conveyed an acceptance, and the curved tilt of the head implied a grace. Her presence radiated contentment and pure bliss. The image took hold of me for the briefest moment. We were one. Tears slipped away from my eyes, and I don't know how long I stayed like this. My skin pruned, and I chilled. The voice of the farmer's daughter broke the spell. She knew I had pneumonia. She appeared shocked to see me in the pool. Her harsh, stracchetto rant that pulled me away from the face that I that had just waned into a vapor. My legs felt heavy as I used them to walk out of the water. The farmer's daughter stood firm in her agitated concern as I radiated a ga- the gaiety of a fool. Loco Americana was all I understood. She pointed to my bare feet and waved her fingers as I walked to my towel. She kept pointing them and ranting as I walked to my room. She threw her hands up, flabbergasted, and went to her family to tell about the crazy American swimming with pneumonia. I couldn't be shamed. She did have the best of intentions and every right to freak out at seeing a person with pneumonia swimming on a cool day. Regardless of her insistence, my feet would remain bare. They were soaking up the earth vibrations. They were connecting and no one could have convinced me to shoot them. I didn't even change out of the wetsuit. I just sipped my terry towel dress and strolled over to the spot that I liked so much, the spot on the other side of the building's window-faced facade. Out of the sight of the people, the pool, and the ranting woman, there I stood under a mild sun, a sudden churn from the view of the landscape, and before me appeared a fig tree, the fig tree transformed into the presence that could not be overlooked. It appeared to be trimmed in the light that beamed a grandiose introduction. The branches held ornaments, fat green bulbs that bounced in the breeze. They're jumping for joy, I thought, as it pulled on the bulb and snapped it free. I lay there it lay there in my palm, haloed a solid weight pulsing. I bit into its belly and sweetness pinballed around my mouth and set off a burst of sensations in my brain. Overwhelmed with gratitude, I thanked the tree for the gift. It was the first food that I had to sip some soup two days ago. Suddenly, I thought about my medicine. It must be time to take my medicine. But what did I know of time? Mm. Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing that You're with welcome. us. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. So you have a an advice blog, which is 
our o u r story matters the number two dot com can you tell us a little bit about that and um you know that yeah, of course um so there's the blog site which I give information so I'm publishing in in the process of looking for a literary agent, but what they want you to have now is a platform so follow me <laughs> what they so so they're looking for this platform. And, but I can also blog through my experience of, of uh, what's been helpful to me, what teachers have. I've had some amazing teachers. I'm so blessed in that area. And and so I've been able to uh, pass some of their advice on, on and also what I've gained from from learning from from them. And so that's the content of the, of the blog, basically. And... Uh, other than that, there's going to be a uh, web launch with a video cast, and I'm going to do 100 minutes to launch into writing. And it's going to be 10 weeks, 10 minutes a week, a, a little video with an assignment at the end to write. Uh, so that would be on our, uh, Facebook, Our Story Matters, too. And there's a, mm-hmm. there's a link in the, it, from the blog to, to the Facebook and the Facebook back to the blog. So and uh, also in there is information if you coach. I, about a quarter of my my time is spent coaching people, and I can be anywhere in the world. I had a client in New Zealand, and it was just a wonderful experience. So people can get in touch with you um, th- through your blog, or how would you like them to get in touch with you for that? Email is the best. Um, way to get in touch with me for that and it's at gmail it's our story matters to at gmail dot com okay perfect perfect and um what spiritual tool do you use for yourself since this is spiritual tools i'd mentioned the candle i i whenever i start an endeavor it's uh i create um almost a holy space and i i light the candle and i not just light it, but I look into the flame and set my intention out there, what it is. And and in setting that intention, the story comes even more into clarity. And I can I can grab on. It's such it's such a commitment when you, when you start a story, as long as a mm. screenplay or as long as a especially as long as a novel. So it's it's to say. This is my intention. I'm sending it out there in the universe, and and I spend a moment connecting with the flame before I sit and write. I love that. It's the intention because you know so much of the what we people we we've forgotten to be intentional. Sometimes you know we mm-hmm. get busy, we forget to intend, and intention is really connecting to source energy. Right, exactly, and it yeah, it's putting it out there, and in, in, in so, a way that seems like you're doing something. So you you you're grabbing hold of this moment. You're, you know, mm. taking advantage spirit, but then in the now. I love that in the now, I lo- and I love your last line that you read to us but what did I know of time? How perfect. It's so true. So time really doesn't exist. That's a whole other show. But um, So, mm-hmm. Kim, I'm sure there's people listening to you around the world now saying, you know, um, 
you know, what, what message would you give to listeners who are writers, who are out there, who are saying, you know, I want to write, I don't know, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, I would set these intentions. I'm safe. I'm an artist to start and uh, not let other things interfere with you um, in any kind of negative thought that you have. Uh, give it the attention it needs, but then then release it, offer it up. Um, you offer so many helpful suggestions. You had to write a whole guidebook on, on how to offer things things up and raise your vibration. And the one I love that, that you gave me was the, to do any kind of mantra over and over, uh, the mala beads I do. Uh, just to just to release when I feel these blocks coming on, when I feel, you know, real life issues and things getting in the way of of me wanting to write, and I would advise other people to do that as well. And that's on, that's in the one sense, and on on the other sense, I would say, you know, stay away from cliches uh, as as much as as possible, and um, and things like like this. That that would be one advice. If you can, if you can trim it down, if you can say it uh, in less words, and say it in less words. You don't have to go. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not about how many words are in your story. It's, it's what's in your story. The content. L- less is more. Less is more. Yeah, less is more is is often the case. So right, right, right. But then, then what you can, see, what you can take out, and it's hard. It's called murdering your babies. It's it's a known. Oh. It's called murdering. It, it's a known a known hardship amongst all uh, experienced writers. Is that okay? Mm. Trim it down. It, it, Kurt Langho uh, said um, he wrote Slaughterhouse Nine, and, and he he said uh, don't waste. Don't waste uh, the audience's time. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I met a woman years ago. I, I, I can't remember her first name, but she won an international poetry contest. I don't think I ever told you the story. Or, But um, here's her poem. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So it's, the chair remembers the tree. No. <laughs> and that was that was her. And how profound yeah. is that? So so many times we can say things, less is more yeah. and um mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. if you're listening and you know you're going through a hard time, you know, journal, get those feelings out on paper, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I work with people who who They've, they've had really traumatic lifetimes. Sometimes I come in and it's like, wow, this energy around them that's stuck in their vibration. And so, you know, I'll say, you know, are you quitting smoking? Well, I thought about it, but I'm so nervous and I've got all this anger. Okay, let's write, you know, let's let's get it out of your body. So it really is, um, it is a great tool. So anything else you'd like to tell our writers to, or anybody tonight listening, um, Kim? Just trust the story. I, I think I've said it before, but it will tell you. Uh, you go go with some structure points. I do recommend John Truby's book Anatomy of Story for these structural points. But don't you can try, but don't uh, don't watch. Let the surprises come in. Let, let them mm. surprise you. Um, also, there's. Um, Chris Fogel uh, teaches uh, mythological story steps. If you want a slower beginning, to just get these the archetypal steps, which uh, 
that carry with them a pocket of energy that we we all understand on when we when we go on a journey we we cross a threshold into another world into a place we haven't been we meet there you know different there are different stages um there's a guardian sometimes you may not cross there's all these different kinds of energies that are in mm. mythological story sets that are deeply embedded in our psyche and when you when you feel one of those archetypal steps come up, that's almost a glimpse at a story, a beginning or a start of a story, or where you might want to notice if it's happening in your life, a point that you can start to tell a story about. You could mm-hmm. even structure a memoir based on knowing some of these steps. Wow. So well, thank Christopher you. Fogel, he, he bases his, oh. a lot of his writing on uh, comparative mythologist Joseph Campbell. Mm. Kim, thank you so much for being on Spiritual Tools. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. All right. And thank Thank you, you. Melissa, for having me. Goodbye. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. So amazing, right? Um, And so Kim can be found at OurStoryMatters2.com. And now I'm going to Facebook because I have asked folks to um, write in if they have any questions. So I'll be saying um, your Facebook first name, your uh, initial of your last name, and then I'll be saying your full birth date so you'll know that this reading is for you. So let's start with Kim M., birthday of 128-1988. And Interestingly, um, I just kind of wrote down some names here as they popped up on the screen. Uh, Kim asks about um, a job um, and guidance for the future. Kim, when I listen to your energy, the first thing, and I'm also sitting here doing your numbers here, the first thing that I want to say to you, and you may know, you may have done your numbers before, so you may know this, but you. Um, the 8, 9, 10, 11, so the 1, the 2, and the 8 equals 11. Now, I always add the up to equal 1 number, which gives me more information about kind of, you know, what are some, what are some qualities about you. But I want to acknowledge the 11, and the 11 is um, mastery, a double mastery number. And you definitely are a very um, intuitive thinker, uh, as I listen to your energy, as I feel your name, I really feel that, that you, have, you have strong leadership in your lifetime. There's a strong leadership within you and around you. I feel like you're very good in situations of working with um, uh, partnerships, working with other people, um, maybe even around conflict resolution. But then you also have this really wonderful energy of the expressive expressive energy with the three because I take your whole entire birthday, I add up to one number. It's a 3710. And the three for you is expression and sensitivity. So very sensitive, very, um, very intuitive thinker. And that actually gets amplified when I go to your seven, which is trust and openness. And as I said that, I just looked down and I was like, oh, wow, you are a secret keeper. I feel like people come to you and they're like, Kim, da-da-da-da-da, and they just give you a lot of information. They ask you for help. So you definitely um, are shown in in terms of the work world being around um, either an organization, probably more, I want to say, more humanitarian, more leadership-based, but 
you definitely need to be involved with either management or leadership. And then we have the 10 energy for you. And 10, um, the one is hit the ground running energy. The zero is wisdom with inner gifts. So there's a lot of energy around you that um, helping other people. I also feel like that you really need to be in a situation where you know, you are helping other people. You're amping things up. You're moving things forward. And eight, nine, ten, yeah. And right now, um, you're in a one year, so I'm not surprised that you're saying like, hmm, what's next? Where am I going to? Um, there looks like there's some travel around you too. I don't know if that's um, uh, if you have traveled in the past or if there's going to be a job that's going to involve travel, but you definitely have kind of like I want to say the earth energy or the energy of kind of getting out there, moving across the globe, doing a, doing a lot of things. And um, honestly, um, there could potentially be a geographical um, shift for you too. So uh, that may be a, a move, um, and it may be a move due to the job, but I, but I feel like this is a year for you of a lot of, um, a lot of new openings. And you really understanding who you are in this lifetime and, and what's going on for you. And I, I feel like this is the time for you, what I want to call it is manifestation of purpose. So really manifesting your purpose at this time and um, connecting with that. But for you, the word strategy comes up as well. You're a strategic thinker and you like to help other people. And there's a creative energy about you. I feel like even um, as I feel your energy, I feel like you would even wear kind of like fun or funky colors or something. So um, lots of movement, and it feels like um, an organization or a job that's more of a humanitarian um, helping organization where you definitely are shown in a leadership position within that organization and, and working with people. So that, that feels good for you, Kim. So I hope that's helpful. And um, be well. And I'm just going to ring a bell to go to the next person because it always helps me to kind of shift that energy. Okay. So my next um, person here is Sarah, spelled with an S-A-R-A-H-P, with a birthday of 4 1981 so let me just um, do my little uh, numbers thing here. And Sarah's question is, um, what path should I take given the gifts I have been given? Okay. So let's see, Sarah. Let's breathe in spirit. Let's see what spirit has to say. <sighs> oh, wow, 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 wow. I'm not surprised. Okay. So 4 8 you are a 2911, and you're probably like, what the heck is a 2911? Um, 2911s are very um, amazing people. Not that everyone is an amazing person, but um, so Sarah, you have an amazing energy, so 2911. 2911 are people who, well, I always say, because that's the energy that I, when I do readings, I, when I find out someone's a 2911, I say, oh, not surprised. 2911 people are, are almost like born with double the energy of the average person. So the two in you is really this um, caring, compassionate, humanitarian energy um, and definitely good around conflict resolution. Uh, you really want to help people, and you really do help people. There's a lot of helping, helping healing heart around you. 
And then the nine energy is this big vision, big picture, really seeing all that there is. And then the 11 is, again, that double mastery. So when you say, what uh, path should I take? It's almost like, what path couldn't you take? Do you know what I mean? Because, and that's probably what you're, what you're finding yourself doing. You can probably do more in um, you know, a, a week than most people do in a month because 2911 is very, very um, charismatic, um, very sensitive, uh, very much um, almost like a jack-of-all-trades type of energy. So there's so many things you can apply yourself to, but I really feel like right now in your life, um, I don't know if you have children or you're around children, but I see like working with children or a children connection, maybe even youth, um, um, working with that type of thing or even a mentoring type of program. I definitely see you as a program person right now. I see you working in programs with people, um, helping people, and I, I do feel more drawn to youth, and I might even say um, middle school, teenage, um, maybe even young adult, but there is this uh, draw to that. And I don't know why if you love the ocean, because the ocean is like just coming in here, like almost like just lapping over my body here, just saying how much the ocean is so deeply connected to you. And you are also, um, your heartbeat vibration, as I call it, adding up the four and eight, so eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you're a three energy. And that's creative expression and growth. So really using your throat chakra, your throat chakra to communicate, to really connect in with people. And that feels, um, that feels really strong for you. So something around um, mentoring, coaching, working with, with people, especially younger people, feels, um, feels very, very, very good for you. So that's, that's that piece. Okay. So um, I just want to do a couple of those mini reads right now. And in the remaining time, I just want to go back to um, what Kim and I were talking about tonight around soulful writing. So a way to help your body release, because our body holds on to memory and our cells hold on to memory, is to do something called non-dominant handwriting. So you actually take a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. I would ask you to light a candle and to set a timer, maybe start with five minutes, and 20 is really ideal for this exercise, and sit down, um, you know, calm, no, uh, I would say no music, just uh, in silence. Maybe have a, cup, a drink of water with you. And sit down and in your mind or body, kind of call up or call into your mind or body something in your body that you want to release. It could be a trauma it could be um, anger or resentment um, because those turn into disease, everybody. So we don't want to do that. And call this up in your mind and then sit down and take pen to paper opposite hand, so not, not, your, not your, your non-dominant hand. Now you're probably going to say, I'm not going to know what I, I wrote. You don't have to know what you wrote. You're going to feel it through. So if you're saying, um, I'm angry at so-and-so and I want to get out of my body, you sit down and you write um, You write with a pencil or a pen. And if you're going back to something that happened in childhood, you might even want to write with a crayon. And you're going to write down anything that's locked in your body. So I'm so angry. And as you start to write, 
um, your body will actually start to unlock. Um, I've done this a lot in my life with things that I needed to release. And what I found for myself, and it's different for everyone, is I would just start to cry and I would just get choked up and my jaw would clench. And as I started to write, it was just really difficult. And then after about five or ten minutes, I had a breakthrough. My body would relax and I almost felt like I released it out of my body. It's really a phenomenal process and um, there's a lot of um, resources on non-dominant handwriting um, a lot of psychotherapists use this. A lot of um, soul therapists use this. And I will put some links on my website. So I'm writing myself a little note here, non-dominant handwriting. Okay. Well, we only have a few minutes left. So what I would like to do is just um, if you can be silent wherever you are and you're not driving or doing something you need to pay attention to you, just go ahead, and I'm just going to lead you in a little bit of a soulful meditation. So go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath in. Hold it and exhale. Allow yourself to drop into your body, drop into the moment, drop into your mind. And know that you are one. You are one with the sky. You are one. You are one with the earth. You are one. You are one with the stars. You are one. So breathe into your heart and thank your heart for being open and expansive and for taking in new information and growing each day. So thank you for joining me here today. Um, I'm Melissa Boyd. My website is www.melissaboyd.net. You can sign up for my newsletter, uh, my Facebook page, which has daily insights. And I look forward um, to you joining me each week here at um, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Spiritual Tools where we really explore these, um, these issues that are you know, really fun activities, fun things. And speaking of fun things, next week I have um, Pam Young-Hans will be on talking about um, – North Point Astrology, her business, and talking about astrology and the stars. So you won't want to miss this one um, because we'll be having a wonderful conversation about how um, your your birth date and your, your chart actually relates to who you are in this life and um, the connection that we have to the stars. So I so look forward to next week. And um, happy Earth Day, everyone. Wherever you are, um, we must honor the Earth and really breathe in the sky because that energy is such a strong, vibrant light. So be well, everyone, and we will talk soon. Sending love from my heart to yours. Continue to live in light, peace, and joy. And namaste. Be well.